Welcome. This is the STS Podcast hosted by me, Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. And this is Shoot That Shit. Hold on. Shit the shit. You did the shit. This shit. Welcome. This is the STS Podcast. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. Thank you for taking your time out today to tune in to the STS Podcast. Returning listeners, I hope you guys subscribed. I hope you guys told a friend about last week. New listeners, welcome to the show. And we're back for episode five. Crazy how fast time flies, you know? Episode five of the STS Podcast. We are shooting the shit today. Before we dive into this new week, y'all, I want to give a big shout out to our guest, Julian Valencia. Shout out um, to our sponsor, DJ Ernie C. Juice, um, I, I felt it was really, I felt it was a really good interview. Just to you know, get get back in touch with them. Just shooting the shit, touching bases. Really, really honored to have him on. Um, to have anybody from the military who's an active military service member really means a lot. And just for them to share their story, and he's just a kid from the east side, and now he's overseas. He'll be back home soon, and, we, we, and of course, some things we couldn't talk about, political beliefs, his exact location, but just know he's not in the t- same time zone, y'all, so maybe when he, uh, you know, his contract ends, we could just, we could dive into that a little bit more, but again, Juice, so get home safe, we love you, appreciate you being on the podcast, you got a shirt for you, my guy, and I hope everything uh, works out for you when you get out of the service, you know, so that's a big thing we should have talked about also, I think, just what his, uh, what's his plan for that post-military life, but we'll get back to that. Again, follow us on the STS Podcast 661 on Twitter and Instagram, STS Podcast 661, that's on Instagram and Twitter. If you follow the STS Podcast on either of those forms, this is your chance to get shirts for $15. That's $5 off the original price. Just showing some love to the listeners. Again, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Anchor. We are really uh, growing. It's been a great process. A lot of shirts have been sold. I want to post more pictures of that. Subscribers, uh, we always use more. Anchor was a uh, it's a great way to show the stats, and I'm loving what we have right now. The amount of listens is consistent. Wes set the bar. Juice has kept that consistency, and hopefully we keep that going with episode five. And speaking of guests in our history, episode two guest, Miguel Contreras, won this his fight this weekend in Tacoma, Washington. He is now 6-0 and with seven knockouts. He knocked him out in the second round. He brought the dub back home. Shout out to my guy, Miguel. He says he's going to be back. So we'll get that return podcast. And it looks like I'm going to have a couple of boxers up for the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. Got some pro boxers coming on to speak with you guys. Today, I'm going to speak to you guys. But first, before we start shooting this shit, holla at him, DLC. Now do me a favor. Let me in here. This is the Lend Me Your Ear segment, y'all, for episode five. Again, we're here to shoot the shit. We're here to converse lightly with no specific topic or objective in mind. Just wanted to go over a few things that's happened since the last week's episode. I went hiking up to Sequoia National Park. I want to talk to y'all about the struggles of balancing this DJ thing as a business, but then you love it, so it's not about the money. But how do you stay motivated? Why do you can? I think it's just a therapy session, just to 
discuss what I'm feeling, but this is a struggle with that. We're going to talk about wrestling infatuation. Love wrestling. Love the art. Love the sport. Love the history of it. I got some top five lists. I hope you guys, we're going to be, that's going to be a good argument. Um, and I want to talk about the art of player hating, one-on-one. I don't know the art. I guess it's to just dissect and explain to you guys. Really, in my world, what play hating is, um, just had a conversation this week, and not a lot of people are really up to game on play hating. When someone's play hating on them, sometimes it comes from your own circle. Sometimes one of the associates that you really thought you were cool with, but at the end of the day, they're just a play hater. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this one. I wanted to dive into my week on Friday and went to Sequoia National Park and it was it was different. I thought it was gonna be hot. It was 72 degrees on the bottom. <laughs> so we went you know took some pictures. Great great sightseeing. I don't know if I'm just older now or I'm just bored of being doing the same routine over. I think it was just I need a mental break just to turn that damn phone off and just just walk around just see I guess nature, you know, be just being the I guess I don't know, not be one with nature, but just enjoy the sights and kind of just take myself out the world for a second, at least my world, my reality, and go somewhere I've never been. So that was cool. Uh, I guess it was 72 degrees, check this out, 72 degrees on the floor. Drove for about 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes to get to about 9,000, 10,000 feet. They made me get chains. I'm like, why the fuck do I need tire chains for? Why do I got to pay 60 bucks to rent these tire chains? It's not even snowing. <laughs> get these tire chains, right? And if, let me tell you something right now. I don't know what the fuck I was doing with any, I had no business even putting chains on my car. Never done this, never thought I'd do this, but I learned it went really well. Put those tire chains on, drove up 9,000 feet, and I knew why. I figured out why the hell I needed these damn tire chains. It was snowing. Beautiful though, y'all. I was so underdressed. I wasn't prepared. I had gym shorts on, a hoodie, no, you know, some some thin socks, my old socks. I'm like, ah, I'll be alright. I'm gonna just go hiking. You know, I have some hiking shoes on. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I think and this is just me going off the eye. You know the little signs you see at every exhibit is an exhibit, so they have signs up, and they're about they're good size, almost taller than me, about maybe we'll say five feet. Man. The snow was almost, be it was at the same level as the sign. So I think it's about four to five feet of snow. So this is, and there's a little trail so we could walk amongst the snow. The bathroom was all the way to, it was filled up with snow. So it was, to go to the bathroom, it was impossible. But I, I walked around in five feet of snow with fucking gym shorts on. I look like a fucking amateur. People with snow boots and their kids are bundled up. They had scarves on, beanies, even eye protection. You think I had any of that shit? This Eastside boy said, nah, I was going to go up to Sequoia National Park and I'm going to enjoy nature. I have no business even saying I need to go enjoy nature because I look like an amateur. I look like a dumbass. Fun though. Uh, fell on the snow. I think once I fell, it sucked all the fun out of it for me. But kept pushing. It was really cold, but it was a beautiful sight to see them. I wanted to see the sequoia trees. I think, I don't know, when I was a kid, I went to Sequoia National Park. And I was, I guess, during the summertime because there was no damn snow up there at that time. So it was pretty, I, I really enjoyed that. Fell, sucked all the fun out of it. Went back to, I guess, I don't know. I don't know the elevation. Just went back to my regular 72 degree weather. Went to the, down to the river. Your boy ate shit on the riverbank. 
horrible. I got a picture of that I'll probably post up. So I, uh, my clumsy ass, I just that showed that uh, not only do I need to keep the exercise up, I need to, I need to gather more experience hiking. Cause that's a whole different animal too. When you want to go hike, this isn't just walking around. You gotta be prepared. Um, and not prepared to have a water bottle in your damn backpack. You know, just gotta be prepared to supplies, your uh, clothing. Just think ahead of the game. And of course, I don't think I was thinking ahead of the game. But that was really, it was, it was something I would do again. I want to really go back. Well, I guess when the, you know, the weather's a little better. But then you want to go with someone with experience. You know, me, my friend, we want, we had zero experience. We've never done this before. So I think we, I need to go with somebody who knows what the hell they're doing, who can better prepare me. And show me, I guess, the ropes on how to do this hiking thing. Because that's something I've never done. But I should said, shit, I'm going to go enjoy some nature. I'm going to get my walk on. I need more than that. I need to get a little bit better shape. Because you're, you're climbing up these steep ass hills. It's not fun. Especially when you're an ass shaped cat like me. I don't know. I just, it was beautiful though, man. Just, the drive was great. It's not too far from the house. About 97, 97 miles away. So if y'all have time, once a little, when the, when the weather's a little bit more warmer, you guys should definitely go up there. The air was beautiful though. Oh man, I don't, you guys know we live in this smog infested city. So when you get some good air, you take you really you taste it, you enjoy it. I it was great on my lungs, and I'm really asthmatic, and I got allergies, and got bad lungs, and that's not just from I guess that that's my fault too, you know. So it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Again, I guess Sequoia is attached to Kings National Park, so if you have a time, we try to. And another thing too, I need to squeeze more time. I think I'll get there. You know, be three hours of driving, hang out two hours, and that's it. Five hours of my day. No, make time for that. Make at least nine, ten, twelve hours, because there's so much forest. There's so much. That park is so fucking big. I think I just touched the surface. Make a real day trip out of that, y'all. And Enjoy what the hell we got. We were blessed with, you know, it's the, it's the world. It's more than this, your four corners of my house. You know, commuting to where I commute, going to a gig. The world is a big place. So when you get ex even explore a little bit of that, and this is all new. Like, to me, this is all new. Don't really get out much, I guess, nature-wise. Go take walks and enjoy the scenery and shit. Again, I think I'm just getting old. I want to do stuff like that. Go do it though, y'all. It's there. The opportunities there. We got You got a good whip. If I can put some chains on my tires, you can put some chains on your tires. Cause I suck at that stuff. If I could do it, you could do it. Go enjoy that shit, y'all. And I got a this week. I had a gig. It was really good. It was at the Algin Hall. Shout out to Nisa. It's her twenty-first birthday. And that was really a gig I needed to perform well at, and I think I did. Got a lot of good responses. I have the banner in front of my my work set now, and everybody's taking pictures of the banner. It has all my contact information, my social media information. I needed that gig, y'all, because I felt uh, I don't know. Like this is kind of going into one of my topics is how I'm trying to balance this all out. And I don't know if it really makes sense to you guys. Maybe I'm just venting. Maybe this is my new therapy, you know. So I'm getting these gigs, it's booked, it's it's going well. I can live off this, I'm eating off this. But I think, and this is what money always fucks things up, you know? I think a lot of people say money ruins a lot. I think when people always say, I like when I, when I was coming up, that was the fun time before all this money kind of fucked this up. So I really want to start 
appreciating it a little bit, every gig a little bit more. I think I'm just going through the motions right now because I see it says another payday, another bill. I got to pay this bill. I can't wait for this gig to be over just right, you know, pay that bill. I need to stop thinking like that. I need to start enjoying this adventure, this love, this passion. This is, I'm getting paid to play music for people and get people to dance and sip the vibe. I tend to forget that sometimes. I think the last two weeks, I've been really just going through the motions. I think you call it lazy or just I wasn't hungry. I'm not hungry. So it's really hard for me sometimes to, I need to start blurring those lines of business and pleasure. You, I got to remember I'm, I'm doing this for the pleasure, for the love, and I'm blessed to get paid to do it. And I do it well. So I guess the saying is, you, you're doing something well, you do something great, you don't do it for free. And I'm living that. I'm actually practicing that. So I need to be a little bit more appreciative of that and just stop thinking this is something I have to do. I can say, fuck your gig. I'm done DJing tomorrow, you know? But this is something I'm blessed to do. This is something I was really, it, manifest, it manifested to something that's a source of income. And I need to be a little more appreciative of that. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. The balance between doing this for fun and once you start getting the money, I think the money kind of blinds you and kind of takes away that passion you have, takes away that I don't know if ambition, because I know money is always the ambition, but I guess when this is your main source of income, which I didn't think it was going to be in the beginning, but it took that risk that fuck this working for somebody else. I'm going to just DJ and I'm going to lift and I'm going to, you know, I have, I'm going to find other streams of income. If it's getting the, you know, the sponsorship or the shirts of the podcast, that's the stream of income. This is why we do things too. I have to remember that, that you do things that you love and you want to get paid off of. You have to make it into a business. So it does have to, when it's a business mind, you do have to think about, you know, we got to make some money off this eventually. Why do you get, why am I going to keep doing this if there was no money? I know the money shouldn't be the main motivation, but when you get paid to do, do something you love, it's all the motivation you need sometimes. So I'm trying to balance why this um, this love of mine is getting blinded by this business mind now. So I need to figure out how to keep, I need to just, I don't know, I think I do need to humble myself. I know that's something that's really cliche now, it's really been overused, it's like the word classic in hip hop, you know? Stay humbled, I think I just need to stay grounded. Stay grounded and don't let the success of, you know, being really consistently busy and consistently adding more to my DJ setup, getting more money than I did a year from now. A year ago, I wasn't charging what I was charging now. I could probably almost double that now. But I need to remember to stay grounded. I still need to remember. I'm still that guy with the Pioneer set to fucking Vegas rocking a gig on a PC with virtual DJ. And I'm, when I say a Pioneer set, I'm saying the big-ass old-school amp. This is the 80s now, y'all. This is all analog. So we have wires and shit. We got two ugly-ass Pioneer speakers that I could fit. I could barely fit in my car. So I got to put the amp in the front of the two speakers in my car. That's all I had. And some whack-ass lights. But I was still rocking the party with the virtual DJ. That has nothing that Serato could do. It's Serato, Serato and Virtual DJ. That's some Shasta and some Dr. Pepper. It ain't happening. Two different things. You can't, you know the difference. You know which one's a good one. You know what I mean? So I need to be more grounded than that, I think. I need to be really, I need to be more grounded. This weekend, 
I really needed this gig, man. I did. I tried my best. Just remember why I do this and have fun and don't think so much. Just go with the vibe. I think they're gonna whatever I play. I knew they were gonna feel it, but I just needed to make sure it was a blend of good, consistent, consistently good shit. And man, Nisa's party at the LG was great. I think. It, oh, I mix this. So I like to mix in the genres, and I'm able to do what I can do and what i'm able to do and i know what i could do the gigs go a thousand percent better so remember that when y'all book me just trust me just give me the vision of what you want what you're thinking what kind of music if you give me 30 i always tell people give me 30 songs just to see why i can see where your head's at and we can start the foundation and we'll branch off from there so i think when i'm able to do that when i'm able to do my own thing and rock with my stuff and i can input what i need to input i'll do the announcements and all that good stuff but i need to get the motherfuckers hyped i can get them hyped and I know when they rock with me. I think it's always a good time when I I I know for damn sure I can read the crowd. And when it's me, when it's time to say that DJ EC3 line, or if y'all rocking with me, say hell yeah. I know when it's time to do that. But it has to be organically. It has to be something that I manifested from the beginning. It's something that I constructed. I think when I have my own vision, and you just let me take my vision and run with it and do what I do, which is, which is just the music thing. I feel a lot better. I think the last two weeks I've just been so, I don't know. I think I've been really leaning on the client. Oh, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Thinking, overthinking, overanalyzing. I just need to remember, go with it. You love this shit. Just do what you do. This is what you're good at. And that's it. Just and let the music play. <laughs> I think that's why Shannon. Just let the music play. That's, that's what I need to do. Just let the music play, y'all. So I don't know, I've I'm, got I'm, something I'm really struggling with right now. I know, I think laying this out on the podcast, just kind of being my own therapist, and just, I guess, recognizing what I need to do better, and recognizing what I really know, what I what I already know. So I don't know, I think that's what I really need to do. Appreciate y'all, let me vent to that. I think I feel a lot better. I think I got, I already got my mind right there. i just been in this damn podcast for almost 18 minutes now. So that's what I really wanted to dive into, y'all. But let me dive into something else. Wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. A lot of you guys have been telling me, uh, Aaron, how come this is your podcast? This is the Shit and Shit podcast, STS podcast, and you're being you. We love you being you. But why why aren't you discussing the wrestling say? Why don't you have we want to hear your thoughts on wrestling? I want to hear your thoughts on who you like and how you got started and whatnot. And that started like I'm, I'm not fucking wrestling by any stretch of your imagination. But just how you became a fan and just your thoughts. Maybe every Monday, because they know I watch every Monday and every Tuesday. And I watch NXT once in a while. And I love New Japan when it's, you know, Okada's great. But I'm talking about Chris Jericho's fighting and whoever the hell he's I'm a big Chris Jericho guy. So that's the type of wrestling. I'm. I'm it's I'm in my own lane, but I love wrestling, y'all. Something that I really believe it or not, I, I try to put that on my own life. I'm a I'm a mark, and I guess when people don't know what the fucking mark is, a mark is a, it's a super duper fan, low key fanboy. It is a fanboy, no low key. I'm a mark for wrestling. Something that I really uh, man, it's a, it's a it's a male novella, it's a male soap opera. It's once you get in there, yes, I know you think it's fake. If you think it's fucking fake, turn the podcast off. I don't want to hear that shit right now. It's fake in a sense of it's predetermined. We know who's going to win. But you guys have to remember, man, um, when you forget all that fake shit, because you got to think it was a TV show. You know, Bugs Bunny's fake. Uh, your fucking favorite, your fuck NCIS bullshit's most likely fake. Uh, 
I know there's a lot of shit inspired by true events, but that's all fake, y'all. They're, you know, these people are playing people, you know, but these wrestlers are, they're people, and they're just turned up a thousand percent. They're, they make their own character. They, they're acting. They're doing the um, special man, fuck, uh, stuntman effects, stuntman moves, you know. They're coordinating an uh, event. They're coordinating a story. They're, they're trying to get a rise out of you. You boo them, you cheer them. You're fucking quiet. Being quiet, I think this applies to fucking podcasting, radio, DJing, wrestling. You don't want a, you want them cheering or booing you. You don't ever want them to fucking stay quiet. You don't want no dead air. I think any VJ, any DJ, any wrestler, anybody who's with podcasting will say you don't ever want dead air. Like, you see that as dead air. You don't want that. So just, you got to respect, there's an art to this, you know, there's an art to taking when falling on your back, you don't fall on your ass, you're falling on your back, that's, that's what I've always been kind of infatuated with, it's just the art of wrestling, and the little things, you know, the little, uh, I'm a big person on the little things, the selling part, you know, if you're, if you're fucking elbow, you, you, you just fucking stumped on your elbow, two minutes later, yes, I want you still messing with your elbow, showing that you're still hurt from that, sell that, um, I love the history of it. I love WWF, I love WCW, I like NWA stuff. The older I got, it's like hip-hop. You know, eventually you're going to get tired of hip-hop and venture on to different music. I think I watch so much of the current product now. I want to see where this current product got their style from, got these moves from. Because a lot of shit in wrestling, everything's been done. You're just duplicating it. And duplication in wrestling is the biggest compliment to you and your career that's the way i've always taken it so to see shit in the 80s with brody and Rhodes and flair and Devon erics and even the british bulldog when he was fucking 20 years old you know their styles brett styles a lot it's a lot more real you know and it wasn't just because of the camera angles and shit just because the way they presented the art they're telling a story um and then when i mean a story is like just say i'm the little guy it's David versus Goliath. I'm fighting a big guy, and I want this big motherfucker to beat my ass the whole fight. But you're booing him because he's, you know, he's giving you the the kick to the head. He's rubbing your fucking head against the ropes. He's doing he's doing things that make you want to hate him. That you make you're feel, you're not the underdog. You're rooting for this motherfucker. Could come back up and whoop the man's ass. That's essentially wrestling. It's always trying to tell a picture in the ring, tell, capture a story in the ring. That's what we mean. I guess it's ring psychology. So shit like that is really what I've been infatuated with. Um, but then again, I could talk all day about wrestling, why I love it. Right now, the current state, I got top. Five. I'm gonna give you the top five list now. We're not gonna go into everything. That, you know, I'm not gonna just say it's in a wrestling podcast. This is my top five, and we'll go from here on out. Top five right now, Chris Jericho. How in the hell this man, this is 20 years, 25 years in his career, maybe 30, and he's at, his value is, is the highest it's ever been. He's reinvented his character so many times. You know, the Y2J and the, the Chris Jericho, the Lioness, uh, or the Lion Slayer, what the fuck his name was, WCW, was great. Y2J, the countdown, when he first came on, was great. He became a heavy, he became a player when he won the, you know, and that player means... You're trying to get those top tiles. You're trying to get those, you know, you're trying to make money. You're making merchandise. You're a top sell. So he became the man a little bit around the undisputed era, you know. He, and he came, he transformed himself again and again. The friendship and with the, the friendship with the ones in Jericho. That was a great um, evolution of his character. 
quits, takes the, and he and he does something I really respect him to do. On his name, he said, I can't keep doing the same old bullshit in WWE, which is great shit in WWE, but he wants to evolve. He wants to work less dates. He wants to work smarter, not harder. Where does he do? He goes to fucking New Japan. Raises the bar. His press conferences. Oh, man. You guys, I wish you guys, I don't know. I'll put a YouTube link or something on this. Just watch Chris Jericho's work and New Japan against Vince uh, Kenny Omega, NATO, things, or Naito, sorry. Well, those things, those things he's, he does psychology-wise, psychology y'all, is really, really vet shit. It's, he's picking his spots now. He's, he's, he's a little older. So he can't do what he used to do when he was 22, 23, 24, but his style is to a more physical style. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't need to do much now. He doesn't need to do much to put the other guy over. He's going to sell him. And Chris Jericho is just a pro at it, man. He's just so good at picking his spots now. Um, and now he's with AEW. He, he says that's the biggest contract he's ever signed. And the man's been around for a long. Has been around for a long time. So Chris Jericho is really someone probably my favorite wrestler right now. He he doesn't you know he looks out of shape. He's not the prettiest he's ever been. But damn, what he's doing and what he's doing for his career, and now he's taking the risk to go to AEW and jumpstart that up. And he could, once he starts, I think he builds his name, builds his name, become the biggest fucking hill in that company. And then once he falls, he'll fall to the main guy. And we'll get that guy. Hopefully he'll be mainstream. That's how you build stars. You gotta build stars, y'all. Uh, Charlotte Flair is my second favorite wrestler. Fucking hated her when she first came. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of sexist in wrestling. I hate women's wrestling. But Charlotte and that new wave that came, it made me love and appreciate. And that's where you have to start, and, I don't know, taking, taking sex out of it, the gender out of it. The woman could wrestle. And you gotta appreciate that. If you're a real fan, you appreciate stuff like that. Because she really could do a lot of she does high spots, you know, jumping off top ropes. She does the moonsault to the, you know, floor. You got to respect shit like that. She's a great storyteller, and she has that. Of course, she's Ric Flair's daughter. She has that in her blood. She has that, damn, who the fuck is this on the TV factor? That's what I look at. Like, when people come in and say, okay, let me, let me turn the volume up a little. Let me see what the fuck she has to say. And it could be anybody. You know, and you do this by... um. Just making it real, y'all. Your your eye, your the way your eyes. You know, when people get really fucking angry, you give those eyes. You can see the passion through their eyes. That's what I like seeing. Charlotte. It was it was her in rework, but it was just the way she. You know, this those storyline she was in. She made it seem real. She made it seem like she was really fucking invested in her character. So as a fan, you really want that. I'm gonna do that. Um, another person who's invested in this character who fights from the bottom up, and I think he stated this in a few interviews about, you know. Mustafa Ali, let's get into it. Mustafa Ali, he started 205 Live. I remember him in the Cruiserweight uh, tournament a few years back on uh, the, the network. Mustafa Ali, motherfucker has heart. People respect heart in the art. It's a good one, huh? They respect heart in the art. Mustafa Ali has heart. You like to see him fight from the bottom. That's one of the guys you, uh, you really, really hate seeing his ass get kicked. But when he gets his ass kicked and he gets up and he wins, you're fucking screaming. You're marking out because you know this guy came from he came from a position he wasn't supposed to fucking win, and he he overcame the odds. So you always want to see that. Daniel Bryan's another one like that too. You know, I think it was between Ali and Bryan. Currently, I love what they're doing to Bryan, but this is top five right now, and that's Mustafa Ali. Next is the great, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. 
I, I could go another podcast right why I love AJ. Um, this is somebody he's a once in I believe he's a once in generation wrestler, but we get those you know uh, he's one of the special ones every generation. How about that? Uh, I remember him with TNA. Long, long time ago, he had fucking short, he had a flat top, and he was doing crazy acrobatic shit. But I wasn't really into his character until he became, you know, part of the WWE family. And I know he did some shit in New Japan. That was great. I remember watching that when the Bullet Club turned on. That was great shit. But I I tuned my mind into remembering the good saying. I practiced the same with everybody. I'm sorry. Shouldn't be like this. But whatever the fuck you did before WWE doesn't mean shit to me. I need to get out of my state, but that's how I felt AJ. AJ's put on great match after great match after great match. I think here in Jericho had that first feud. He feuds with The Miz. He has some great matches with Daniel Bryan. Um, he puts people over. Him and Roman actually had a great series of matches. But AJ Styles just does everything so well. And he's at that age too. Like, damn, I'm thinking he's about 42 now, 43. He's the same age that Hogan was at WCW. And Hogan would never do be able to do what he did. But AJ's at that constant high level. He could compete with anybody and make them look good. So when you have a wrestler like that who can make their opponent look like they know what the fuck they're doing, you always want to capture that. You always want to, you know, strike when the iron's hot. And they've done that. they treated his career really fair. They've given him a great, 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 great a push, and I think AJ Styles is one of those guys who can compete with Macho Man, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat. He could keep up with them in his prime, in their prime, and he'll give them a run for the money. He's once he's one of the great ones. He's gonna be one of the greats when he's all said and done. And the last guy on my top five list is gonna be Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the worker, and I fucking used to hate Roman Reigns. I'm one of those guys that it, I would be, I would boo him just to boo him because it was the fucking cool thing to do. But and I'm not saying it because the man leukemia he was gone. But when that man was gone, you seen how much he meant to the brand of Raw at least because there was so much fucking filler. And this is like you could think, okay, this is where Roman was supposed to be. He's a worker, y'all. And this is top five right now. Again, he's a worker, and we need workers. Great. Workers make great matches, which makes more money and more exposure for the company. You need fucking great workers, y'all. Roman Reigns is the worker, superior worker. Don't know what he's going to do in WrestleMania 30, what, 35? Uh, I think it's 35. Don't quote me. I'm kind of off right now. I don't have those stats right there. I got the big stats for y'all, though. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. That's going to be fun. That's not what, um, at least I'm just grateful he's back on TV. He's doing well. He's helping them to compete. I know a few people with leukemia. That shit is not something you just come back six, seven months from and go fucking toss yourself around the fucking ring for 30 minutes. So Roman Reigns is up there with me. And he, um, I'm tired of the shield reunions. We don't need to do that shit no more. Shit's long and gone. So Roman Reigns fills on my top five. Another top five list I want to get into y'all was uh, top five of all time, dead or alive. Um, I won't go into such fucking detail like I did the first five, but Randy Savage, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Steam Taker, Michaels, Ric Flair, and Bret Hart. I couldn't leave anybody out. That's who I grew up on. You know, Savage, um, I love his love his uh, work in the beginning. He's so intense. He, he was his character. A lot of these guys, I think everybody I named on that list, they are their character. They're just, that, that they're the person they are. He's got a fucking TV in front of him now. So that's always... That's something I really, you know, 
means a lot to me. So when Randy Savage, Stone Cold's another one, turn the volume up. But I like to appreciate Stone Cold, Stone Cold's work back in the day, y'all. Look at the dipshit in WCW. And just the way, and, and they were right, you know, he changed his style after he broke his neck. Look at those two styles, man. When Austin was healthy, awesome. Hogan, Sting. I can't, I can't even say why. You know why. I could, if I talk about that, I could talk about this shit all day. So, it was, you know, we're going to that Taker, Michaels, love it. Uh, Flair, Bret Hart. So, that's what, those are my top, but, eight wrestlers ever. Uh, top five, another top five, was really, this is where I really, uh, Going again to top five. I remember where I was at moments in wrestling. First one, Jim Helwig, uh, Ultimate Warrior, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. If and it wasn't even the wrestling that got me. It was the shit after he retired. He was doing shit on YouTube back in the day, and I'm sure if you look hard enough, you could find it. But he was really doing shit that was off the wall shit. But he was motivating man. The man would you know. Make me want to work out. He had those motivation spe- motivating speeches. Speak. He had those motivation speeches as the warrior. He changed his name, whatever. But I remember that on YouTube when I was about fucking 14, 15, 16. I'm 28 now, so imagine. This is before he rec- uh, reconciled with WWE. He had some wild shit on his fucking YouTube. One Warrior Nation. I was a subscriber to that shit. Awesome time. So when he... Man, I remember he did that, uh, that, in that, that uh, segment on Raw... He did his last promo. I'm not even lying to you, y'all. I felt that shit so much because what he said, I'm not going to quote it, but it was so fucking meaningful. So it pertained to what I was going through in life at that time. I really want to still want to be something big. But it's, it's, you have to, you know, you put, you, you are the reason why your name echoes. And who you give your good name to, it's crazy. Who you, you know, who you affect, they're going to help keep that name echoing forever when you're gone. So that's essentially what that fucking speech was. And I remember the next day I was at Taft College, man, in the fucking psych, in the psych class. And I got, I seen the Twitter that he passed away. Fucking got all my, got all my shit, all my backpack, all my laptops, got them all packed up, went to my car. And man, I fucking cried, dude, because I really felt that, man. Really, really felt that. So... I don't know, man. I think that was one of my heart. And you make fun of me if you don't want, but I'm a mark. When Warrior died, man, that shit was that shit ate me up for a minute. I was like low key, just sad. Probably when my homies passing away. Uh, I got his obituary on my wall. If you ever come to my house, you see that shit. Got it's probably they, they probably think it's a family member. I was that's all true. Warrior's obituary, my guy. Uh, Freddie Blassie's promo that he passed, and the one he did at uh, Invasion that was. It made me, I mean, I was a kid crying through the history. Again, the history. He represented that old era, that 50s, 60s, 70s. He was one of the last, you know, he's last of dying breed. So that was crazy. When Eddie Guerrero passed away, I remember that Johnny Cash song, Hurt, in that tribute video. That really fucked me up, too. Uh, I love that song, but seeing it apply to, you know, Eddie's life at the time, crazy times. Um, everybody loves the, you know, he, he cheats and steals, you know. So that was a good time in my life. I was a kid. Uh, Owen Hart passing away. I remember I was in my mom's uh, apartment up on South H. When when Owen Hart died, I cried like a baby. You know, I'm not a nugget. That was the shit that I really, uh, I really loved. I loved Owen Hart. And again, I was a kid and factual with fucking wrestling. So it was, you know, that was another moment. Uh, Stone Cold win his first title. 
Uh, remember, he was the baddest motherfucker in the world. You know, everybody had that Austin 316 shirt. Oh, hell yeah. And that's the bottom line. The shit like that was in my household. I remember they having these fucking Coliseum videos, these VHS tapes you probably don't have anymore. And Stone Cold and Bret Hart were just, were seeing these motherfuckers fight. And it was, I think I was 13. I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't, um, it was so real to me, you know. So I didn't understand the art back then, but these guys just, that's what they need to remember what this wrestling thing is aimed for. It's aimed for the kids. It's aimed for the kids who are going to bug their parents to buy them a motherfucking shirt. You know that's what it's aimed for. As long as they believe, this is what the makes. This is what makes this uh, this business grow. It's you know across this blurring lines, taking that, making that uh, that fake. I guess I really like to call it fake, but taking that imagination and becoming real and taking something out of it. That's really big on wrestling, y'all. So I think uh, another thing I really y'all. This is going to another topic with stakes wrestling. Wrestling has taught me a lot of life and business values. Um, another person I'm infatuated with, I'm not a lot of factory with a lot of people. I don't really fucking see status and shit. But it's Vince McMahon because that man was the ultimate. I'm going to put my, I'm going to put everything on the table. I'm going to just go with what I love. And I can't get into the whole story, but basically he got his dad's company from this, from his pops and a couple shareholders. And he said, yo, if I don't pay you back this money from this shit I got going on, this investment. You get, we're gonna avoid this contract, and you guys can take everything back. I failed, but I won't. But I'm gonna make this payment. If I miss one payment, it's all y'all. And I kind of did that with my life, man. Like just the way I do business too. I rather be. I rather bet on myself. I had a few deals with my parents. So yo, if I miss one payment, take that shit back, or this shit's voided. It's on me now. Like I took little things like that, y'all. Um, I've been in situations with my DJ business that people have no-showed, uh, people have left me hanging, uh, I've got equipment, I've lost equipment, and there's a saying, man, you just gotta go with what you got, and I learned that shit from wrestling, from Vince McMahon, you go with what you got, um, you never beg, if you know, you, you have to stand firm, you you can't, uh, I think, and now these are from podcasts, these are from interviews, allegedly, what the fuck this man says, but you're not begging for anybody to do business with you either. And this is your terms. You have to stand firm on your terms. You know your worth. You know what you think you deserve um, as a, what's the word I'm looking for? As a, as a, com, com, uh, I'm sorry, get paid. Be compensated. You want to be compensated. And that's something I learned. If you just stand firm, and if you don't, they don't like it, then you walk away. Sometimes when you walk away, they will come back, you know? I get stupid shit. <laughs> when people play jokes on me, there's a term called no sell it. When you play a joke with me, I'm not going to let you know. It fucking bothers me. Because <laughs> if I let you, if I sell this shit, you're going to want to do it again. And selling me, showing that, showing my emotions, showing that I'm pissed or showing my anger, you, you have to know sell this shit. And that's what I've learned. Um, even shooting this shit, you know, this is something that's really, people don't know this, man. Shooting this shit is really something I got from wrestling, man. Wrestling, uh, it, it inspired that shooting this shit. Like, this is, we're just talking, you know? We're just, you know, conversing about nothing but just catching up and it's a good conversation and you always remember where the fuck you were at when you had the type of conversation that's shooting the shit another thing i learned is uh learning how to throw shit on wall and seeing if it sticks if it doesn't stick move on if it sticks let's see what we can do with this so basically it's saying uh i'm gonna throw all these ideas at you guys that's why i'm doing this you know with the social media and this podcast sts podcast 661 don't check that out it's really showing you guys um 
I'm going to do different things. I'm going to throw shit on the wall. I'm going to throw all these ideas on the wall. If they stick, if you guys like them, we'll develop that. But if you guys don't show no love to it and it fucking falls off, okay, it wasn't meant to be. Let's find another way to do this. That's not all wrestling mentality, man. That's all these gimmicks are. This is all how life is. You got to keep doing shit until you really find a niche for it, until you find... Um, until you find the right way to do it. So that's something that really that's really just stuck out with me, you know. And going off the fly, um, that's the thing. Back in the day, they did promos from the top of their dome. They did this shit from, um, you know, this is live. We're gonna go. And once that red light hits, we're on. And that's something I really took. You know, I still take pride in with off the fly, and with. This podcast, Off the Fly is one of my guys, Rob, Rob Rabita, double R. Check that out. Uh, we're going off the, off the fly and shooting the shit. This is all done off the top of the dome. Um, I like doing my promos um, on my Instagram, my DJ business. I like doing shit off the fly. I don't want it to be scripted. I want it to come from my heart, from my mind, and somehow bring this all together and make it. And this is the way it's supposed to be. One takes Sally and... We'll learn from that. Let's learn to get the raw. I think when you when you when you do things too much, when you over, I don't know, analyze it, when you over orchestrate it, when you go over it too many times, it could be like you're doing. It's like a robot now. So I'm saying, hey, this is shooting the shit with EC3. It sounds like it sounds like you know you practice it way too much. I think if it's off the fly, it's off the top of the dome. It's really real it's i know i use the word organic but it's fucking organic it's from the heart it's you it's a representation of you being you so things like that i've learned from wrestling y'all um being a gentleman believe it or not um i'm sure this is still practice but when you walk in the building somewhere you don't know somewhere you know you're supposed to be at and you're being welcomed into that building you know you're hired you know if you're hired somewhere and you're walking in someone new. It could be a job. It could be a gig. It could be a fucking in, an in-laws house I've never been to. I'm sure this everybody practices, but this is where I learned it from. It's about shaking everybody's hand in the motherfucking room. That's something that's really old school. Like you gotta, you know, look them in the eye, shake my hand, introduce yourself, just let them know you're there. That's all you gotta do. Present yourself well. Be a man. So that's something I fucking learned from wrestling. Believe it or not, just shaking hands and looking, you know, and sometimes. And this is something I always tell people too. Uh, wrestling, you pay your dues. In life, you pay your dues. I, uh, I use an example for coaching. You know, the last three years, I've been paying my dues. I, I am the oldest coach on the staff, besides Wes. No district Wes. Um, but just because they tell, when they tell me to do something, I will do it. I'm not going to use the whole, oh, I'm older card. No. You have more experience than me. I could be older than you, but I cannot. I, it's impossible to be more experienced than you. Age doesn't always bring experience, man. So you have to. That's something I learned to pay your dues. When they ask me to do something, I don't look at it as, "Oh, you go trying to play me," or "Why the fuck do I?" I'm not doing this. It's it's below me. Sometimes you gotta start at the bottom, man. And that's why I don't really. I don't. I don't Another thing probably say, now nah, you do now. Yeah, serious and yeah. But in the beginning I ask no questions. I will do whatever it takes. I'm not saying do weird shit, man, or fucking go pick the trash can off the fucking floor. But go cold, you know, to stay a little bit longer. Go, you know, do go the extra mile, which you should be doing anyway, but you don't you don't, you know, come back with no, I don't wanna do that. You're paying your fucking dues, do it. 
and show that you're capable, that you're dependable, you're accountable. That's what fucking wrestling taught me too, y'all. It's fucking crazy, I know. Y'all, like, this is a whole different side of Ernie, but this is something I really apply to my business, man. Um, being a coach, being how my frost out guys with the varsity, you got to play with the varsity players. I'm sorry, I'm thinking, way I'm talking more than I'm thinking. My <laughs> um, frost off prayers, I tell them all the time, you pay your dues, you listen up, and you're going to fucking get respect. And that's what wrestling really taught me, too. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, they're fucking, you hear the stories of them, like The Rock, for instance. He was being a ring boy. He set, he set the ring up, broke the ring down. He fetched water. He fetched fucking newspapers. And he was wrestling every night. You're in this shit now, but you gotta work to get respect. You gotta work to show you're dependable. You gotta work to show that paying your dues is how bad you wanna be here. What you're willing to do to be here and sustain your position and probably elevate your position. That's what I like to do in life business. And sometimes you gotta do it because you're the oldest doesn't mean you're the most experienced. You get your old with no experience. So to get that experience, you gotta learn from people who want and you gotta make it. A lot of these people will help you through. And you can't be afraid to be, you can't afraid to ask for help either. When you're starting from the bottom, ask questions. I think people want, people really appreciate that. I appreciate that. I want people to ask me questions for I can show them the game. For I can show them what someone didn't tell me when I was coming up. So that's another thing I learned from wrestling, y'all. Um, this is, just, and I know, I'm, oh man, fuck wrestling. Yeah, fuck wrestling, but hey, taught me a lot of good life shit. Um, something wrestling didn't tell me. I want to go into this last topic of the day. Player hating 101. Player hating 101. Player. Player hating. So, I'm not going to say name. I'm not going to say the same scenario, but let me tell you guys something. This is really to the fellas, man. Let me tell you what player hated his. It's somebody who's hating on you for being with the woman they want. Again, this ain't coming from personal experience or not. I'm good where I'm at. I'm just trying to tell you guys how to. What it is? Don't think your homie. Oh, he's just a hater. Nah, he's a player hater, and you don't gotta be a player. I'm not saying you gotta be with a bunch of women. This is just player hating one on one. If you're talking to another woman, and you find out the guy that you know he's trying to get her to, let's say guy A is trying to get you know the woman. Guy B comes in. Guy B finds out about guy A, and he tells the woman. Guy B telling the woman, hey, you know, guy A. You don't need to be with that lame. You need to be with me. I'm a real one. You know, I got the money. I'll treat you right. You know, all this shit. He's doing during your name. You know, he's with other bitches. He don't give a fuck about you. Whatever he does, right? Guy A is being played hang on by Guy B. Guy B's over here throwing dirt on Guy's name while he's pill talking with a woman. So someone, when another man is, you know, he's pouring dirt in your name and he wants to, and the guy who's doing the, you know, who's throwing dirt. That guy just wants to build his name up. He wants to make it look like he's the one for you. He's the one that, you know, he could do everything that this other guy can't do. But in reality, ladies and gentlemen, he's a player hater. And you want to stay away from those, man. Because you know what it is at the end of the day? It's jealousy. And jealousy to me is a female trait. Player hating, you know, it could be, oh, it, and it's really that. When another man finds out another man's talking, talking to the girl he likes and he puts during the man's name. He's mad. He can't let it go. He can't be like, oh, you're talking to him? Cool. I'm going to be on the side. If it don't work out, I'll come back. It's the guy. It's, it's not one of those cats. It's one of the cats that be like, oh, fuck him. Why are you messing with that lane for? Fuck him. You need to, I thought you and I were something. You know? That, that's something you got to work out with, with your lady, bro. Don't be mad at me because I'm over here treating her right, doing it. She like, she, she messing with me. 
And now you you see that, and now you're putting dirt in my name. You expose me, especially the homies. That's why you gotta be careful with your homies. The homies know shit about you. And that's why you gotta be careful what you share with your homies sometimes, because they will use that against you if y'all trying to get the same broad. Trust me. When they pillow talking at night, they comfortable. They feeling good. They think it's just him and the girl and all in the world. The whole the world centered around them. They forget about the rest of the world. The man's gonna start talking and be like, yo, you know that guy. Oh, I heard he did this and did that. Why would you want to mess with a guy like that? In effort to put him in a better position and look like a better man, because like, oh yeah, I'm exposing this man a little bit. So, oh, what type? That must mean I ain't got nothing to hide. He's play hating on you. He's, he's, man. I'm telling you guys, man. It's something. Um, he's plotting against you. He's saying his seeds, and it's a lot of things I gotta really dive into. But you gotta remember, man. You're, it, it's always, and it comes from the homies a lot. I know guys. Some guys just hate on other men. Some guys would just be like me, and I'm not bragging, but I've always been, I'm not fighting for no man over no woman. I'm not going to fight with the man over no woman. And if he wants you, and you're with me, that's cool. If he wants you, go with him, though. But you're not going to be all, fuck him, he's a man. That's not, the, I've always been raised, you don't talk down to the man with the woman. You don't play a hate. That's play hate. Once you're a play hater, that's worse than being a fucking, that's up there with being a snitch and a, and a bitch boy. I can't say what I really want to say. Look it up. It's like number, track number 13 on 2001. Dr. Dre tells you, watch out for the bitch. I, because those are the worst ones, man. They talk more than bitches sometimes. Sorry, that's just what the damn, that's what the, that's what the chronic says. I'm going to forget that I'm not the only one in the world. They talk more than women. Men talk more than women. So when you mess with these player hey men, when you see the signs, and ladies, you got to be responsible too. When you hear and you talk, and that's cool. You talk to all the guys you want. You single, that's your, man, that's, that's your prerogative. Do that thing. Because I know when you single, you talk to you, you have the freedom. You ain't married. Do what you got to do. But you got to recognize, too, when you have two guys, especially two homies, you talking to both of them, and they sharing stuff, what they did. You talking, you telling them what this guy said. You're encouraging that player hating. You got to be smarter than that, too, fellas. You got to remember, you can't tell your homies everything. Because it's always the ones who know you the best that could hurt you the worst. So when you got these, you know, if it's your homies, homies, you know, the ones who will never get with the girl you're talking to. If y'all like that, I'm old school. So that's how I've always operated. Um, don't tell him a lot. Man. Don't tell him your history. Don't tell him if you're smashing her. Don't tell him you're smashing her. Because he's going to be like, yo, I heard you let this guy smash back in the day. What about me? What the fuck do you got that I don't? Blah, 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 blah. He's a player. He's going to do that. He's going to speak. He's going to expose you for he can look good, y'all. He's going to speak about you to another. It, it could be, I don't know. I can just speak from a man's perspective. I guess I can't even say it could be vice versa. Come talk about the men here. Fellas. Watch out for the ones who talk down on you around a female so they could gain, you know, I guess, a better place, a better stance. I guess a better place in the fucking dating order. Don't know why men do that. Um, I've been I've been a victim of that. I've had several, well, had a few guys, you know, oh, you with Ernie right now? Oh, fuck Ernie, da, 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 da. But then my face, oh, what's up, dog? How you doing? They play hating, which is fine. Or, you know, pillow talking and speaking about another man and trying to just, I don't know. That's the way I look at play here. Someone who hates on you for having what you don't have. In this case, it's, you know, a woman. And I guess we could apply it to everything. But, you know, some guy, shit. I know me. Man, he got that. I want that. But I'm not going to be like, oh, he's a bitch. I he, fuck him. Like, he, I want what he got, though. That's, that's just hating. Play hating. I'm just moving to make this into one area right now. We're just talking about. 
You know, so I see some of these guys. These guys really be talking down to other men. And it's weird to me. Just, you got to just stop being a player. If she wants to be with him, fellas, this is for my advice, all right? The way I look at this, if I, if I had a girl, you know, and uh, she was talking to one of the homies, I'm like, if you want to go, go. Go. But you're talking to the homie. Go that way, though. I'm not going to be like, yo, the homie did this, this, that. Why you sure you want to be with him? Nah, that's not my guess. That might get down. I'll be a player in that mind. Um, if, you know, there's so many scenarios, man. If, you know, if, if I'm talking to a chick and I know, you know, she bring another man up, you know, what you think, what you heard. Even if I don't like the man, I'm never going to be like, oh, yeah, I heard you did this to his girl. I heard you did that, this, that. Nah, that's. Being, that's being a player hater. You're talking too much. And this is where the majority of player hating happens. And I've, cause just because I've heard so many stories about it, that's why I have to speak on it. When y'all talking with these ladies, y'all need to watch out what the fuck you say about another man because sometimes you get real comfortable. You forget where you're at. You forget the, you know, I know the lust blinds you at times, but you got to remember you can't say too much. You start saying too much, then you never know. It will just, flip, it will be flipped on you. You're going to be a player hater. Don't be mad at the next man because you got the girl you want. You got to move on from that. You can't talk down on him. You can't, you know, fuck him. He's a lame. That's my main thing. Fuck him. He's a lame. Why you with that man for? He's a player hater, man. You got to stay away from those two, fellas. Stay away. Please stay away. You need to get some... And I know I'm saying everybody's... A, you, it, it, I, I'm not perfect. But if I could prevent player hating, I'm not... I'm, I'm cool. I want even if I even hear one of my friends play hit another man. I want to tell him you a player hitter, bro. That is, you mad at him because you got the chick you want. You need to do better, bro. And fellas, you a hoe if you do that. I want you guys to know in every sense of the word. If you go, um, if, if I tell, if the homie tell you what he did to this broad, and you go tell the broad what the homie told you, and now you want to get with her, you're trying to position yourself as her next man, you a player hater. Stop doing that. <laughs> and I went to the end of here, all right? This is the STS Podcast. This is episode five. Remember to follow STS Podcast 661. This is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. This is my first solo pod. This is a great... I, I feel like I just shot the shit by myself for 50 minutes. So it's been a great time. I hope you guys learned from that. I hope you guys get a little bit better perspective of who I am as a man. And, and again, I'm not an angel. I'm not here to fucking make you change your views on me. I'm an asshole. I know I can be an asshole. I don't make the best decisions in life. But at least I think I got the tools to recognize how to improve a lot of shit. That's all it is sometimes, y'all. Just remember to... Um, this is, I guess we get into this segment... I'm going to shoot you guys what it is. Remember to always try to identify, you know, once you identify those wrongs, how are we going to fucking switch that up? How are we going to make this better? How are we going to make sure we're not in the same position again? Um, right now, with the whole DJ and trying to make it a balance between a love and a business and a fucking money getter, no. How am I going to be more hungry? How am I going to remain grounded? How am I going to take steps to make sure I don't get too infatuated too deep until I gotta make this money, I gotta do this DJ gig, which prevents me from performing my best, it's gonna make me go, um, it's gonna make me wanna go through the motions again, you know, and going through the motions is never a good thing, cause you're just there doing what you have to do, the bare minimum, you don't ever wanna just do the bare minimum in anything you do that you love at least, you know, yeah, maybe you got the eight feather you fucking hate, you do the bare minimum, yes, but I'm talking about what you love and you wanna show, and this is your name, your reputation, 
do what you got to do. So right now, I'm trying to figure things out. Remember, when you try to, you know, figure the, the things that you don't do. Like I said, I'm not an angel. So I always try to take the circumstances where I fuck up. And in those circumstances, and say, how could I do this different? How could I do this better? How could I prevent from being in that spot where I have to make a fucking bad choice? So just remember, y'all, you guys always, every day is a new day to make that change. I know we can't get another life to live, but you can improve the life that you do have. Every day that you awake, every day that you're fucking blessed to wake up and enjoy the fucking, <laughs> enjoy nature and go up to uh, Sequoia. Enjoy that shit, man. I enjoy that shit. And it's okay to vent. It's okay to talk. It's okay because, you know, people think that, you know, hiding your problems and uh, not showing your problems. And if you do show your problems, the fucking weakness. It's not, y'all. You got some fucking sanity. You know that you need to get shit out. And, you know, sometimes you need to hear it out. And you got to hear two different sides of the fences. Sometimes you got to hear three opinions, four opinions. Just keep doing what you do, y'all. Keep trying. Keep making the effort. It's all about fucking effort in life, all right? So make sure you follow the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. Hit me up if you want a shirt. Again, if you follow the STS Podcast on Twitter and IG and you subscribe to Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, you will get your shirt, your STS shirt, $15. $15, y'all. That's good to April 1st. So make sure you guys rock with me. They look great. Beautiful shirts. I hope you guys tune in next week. I got a great guest for week six. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. I hope you guys like the cover on the all promotion. Again, this is the STS Podcast. My name is Ernest C, the Gap Tooth Genius. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good week, y'all. See y'all next week. Alright y'all, this is the shooting this shit segment. We're here to convince.